I'm Mark Adams and this is Mark's Mess 50 for 50. Each week I will look at a year in my life to find the geek influences ending up looking at the year 2021 on my 50th birthday. This week, 1976. 1976 was one of the hottest summers to come along in many years. There was a three month heat wave over much of Britain, meaning that my first summer holidays from school were idyllic, with every day being an outdoor play day. It was also the year that I learned that when you draw the sky, the blue bit does not stop at the top of the page, it goes all the way down to meet the ground. In my P2 classroom, I was put next to the big old blue heater. My teacher saw that my runny eyes and my sniffles and my sneezes and deduced that I had a perpetual cold, little knowing that I had allergies to dust, the same dust being blown out by the big old blue heaters in her classroom. I was 13 when I discovered that you were meant to be able to breathe through each nostril at the same time. In the world outside the window, the Apple Computer Company was formed, while Concorde started the commercial flights that would continue for the next 27 years. It would fly faster than any other commercial airline at just over twice the speed of sound, turning the London to New York flight from nearly eight hours to three and a half hours. Definitely a toy for the rich to travel by. The new design for the space shuttle was rolled out on the Palmdale hangar. The name of the first NASA space shuttle was named for the Star Trek craft after fans of Star Trek asked President Gerald Ford for a letter writing campaign. And there we had the Enterprise. This was a shell of a craft made for testing in atmosphere and would never reach the dizzy heights of orbit. Viking 1, the Mars Orbiter craft, sent back the conspiracy theorists wet dream of the face of Mars photo, keeping people wondering if there was a life on Mars. 1976 is a year VHS was introduced to home recording. It would be 10 years before that technology would be introduced into the Adams household. My lifelong affair with television was cemented in this year. Saturday morning TV was changed forever by the magazine style program, The Multicoloured Swap Shop, led by DJ Noel Edmonds with John Craven, Maggie Philbin and Keith Cheggers. This was a throw-everything-on-TV-for-two-hours show. There were games, interviews, phone-ins and even cartoons. It was where we got some adventure cartoons such as Spider-Man and his amazing friends. And there was one with people going down a whirlpool in a river uh, to a weird and wonderful land. I really don't know what it was called. If you know, please contact me because I can't remember at all. Swap Shop survives in my memories as a cornerstone of Saturdays eating breakfast and watching cartoons. Two weekday children's shows that started in 1976 that I remember were Rent-A-Ghost and Noah and Nellie's All Aboard the Skylark. From the creator of Rhubarb, Noah and Nellie in the Skylark were short animated stories for the pre-evening news slot. This was a slot had five minute animations such as a magic roundabout, Rhubarb and Paddington, these stories were simple, with Captain Nutty Noah taking his inflatable ship, the Skylark, uh, on adventures with his knitting wife, Nellie, and the push-me-pull-you-style animals. 
I remember being fascinated by these animals which had a head on either end of their bodies and wondering how on earth did they poop. Rent-A-Ghost was a sitcom around a company that rented out ghosts for various tasks. The main ghosts were Fred Mumford, the point-of-view character who was recently deceased, and Timothy Claypole, who was a jester from medieval days, who does not understand the modern machinery, so brought a lot of humour to the show. I can still recall the opening music as I watched with anticipation. When Series 5 returned in 1980, two of the lead actors did not come back, and this was the first time I remember being disappointed in series because lead actors were missing. It would happen many times after that on many TV shows. The biggest cultural impact of any TV show that year must have been The Muppet Show. Because it was a Sunday tea time, we didn't always get to watch it on a regular basis because Sunday was visiting Relations Day. But the joy of that chaos meant that when I did see the episodes, I was captivated by the noise, the colour and the fun. Whether it was Fozzie trying to tell a joke, Electric Mayhem with Animal, Gonzo and his death-defying stunts, or Miss Piggy and Pigs in Space, the Muppets had a lasting influence on my young mind. I mean, they probably encouraged more people to buy a puppet than Orville the Duck did. The Muppets were not restricted by having their human operators standing beside them, trying not to make their mouths move. They were truly free of these constraints and could and often would do nearly anything. My favourite version of A Christmas Carol would come many years later with the Muppets. If you would like to contact me, you can by email at mymarksmess at gmail.com, on Twitter at marksmesspodcast without the T, on Facebook at my Marksmess Podcasts, and thanks to Josh Woodward of joshwoodward.com for the title music. Next time... 1977!